You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Hey crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Uh, let's see, I'm currently on vacation, but it doesn't matter to you because you're not with me. I invited you, you didn't want to go. I don't know why. Um, we are going to do a kind of a twofer on a podcast today. Uh, we're going to revisit something we did in a blog a post that was mighty, mighty popular with many people called Three Old School Principles You Must Have to Unstick Your PT. We're going to expand on that a bit and also a little bit of an add-on. We're going to talk about the uh, chest battery, but let's get to that. So here we go. I mean, old school warrior wisdom, you know, be it striking and grappling or training for warriorship has more than a few nuggets that can, into my way of thinking, should be used today. Of course, you know my bias. That's probably if you're hearing this podcast, reading the blog, or you're already a black box member, you know, that's what it is. I mean, I'm old school all the way. Now, these old nuggets can take the two forms. They can be the tactical or the strategic, all right? So in other words, the, speci- uh, the specific or the general. And uh, like for specific applications, again, that's the tactical. This can be in the form of, you know, fire the elbow this way or pull up snap and like this, like this instead. Yeah, it's far more u- uh, useful to you. Or the nuggets can take the form of an overall schema or approach. It's in the strategic approaches and uh, a southpaw fighter will drift opposite what your mirror work tells you. So uh, skip the mirror when fighting one is on the schedule or sequencing is king. So, for example, uh, training your arms before your back will kibosh gains in both realms and does not make full use of Hebb's rule. So, in other words, there's tons and tons of ideas, but the specific and the presumably abstract, but not even the abstract work, uh, like uh, uh, regarding Hebb's rule there. It's just uh, fantastically foresightful. So again, today's little sermon deals with the tactical and the physical training realm. Now, we will touch on three overall principles of overall PT program construction without going to a specific uh, PT program itself. There's many, many trinities within old school conditioning, and we will do some of them in blog posts and some of them in podcasts, and some of them we will hold back just strictly for the uh, black box membership. Again, like if, if I give away all the milk, why are you going to buy the cow, right? Uh, roofs overhead and all that noise. Uh, no such thing as a free lunch, but apparently, look at me, I'm dishing out big heaping plates all the time here. So, so I and many of the Black Box Brotherhood use the unleaded conditioning protocol, which is a synergistic mix of uh, low weight and somatotrophics, uh, which is increasingly escalating cal- calisthenics, to render the desired effect in less time than you ever thought possible with far less wear and tear on ever-aging bodies. I mean, entropy is a fact of being a living organism. Am I right, crew? I mean, maybe if you're in your 20s and 30s, uh, you don't really have full cognizance of it. 40s, you're starting to say it. In 50s, you're you're definitely going, oh man, what's going on here? <clears throat> now, excuse me. D- by the way, don't let that low weight thing fool you into assuming high reps. We're going to get to that. All right. Now, two things before we get to these three principles that we, I want to uh, lay out for you. One, the principles we're talking about today, these will work with any PT program, unleaded or otherwise. If you don't like my cup of tea, the unleaded, don't do it. Do what you're doing. Unleaded is simply constructed inside out, top to bottom with these old school thoughts in mind, okay? A little imagination, though, will allow you to adjust whatever your own flavor of mayhem is to take advantage of this wisdom. Two, I only address natural athletes. My bias is 100, no judgment here. My bias, maybe a little bit. My bias is 100% old school pre-steroid, hell, even pre-creatine consumption, all right? Supplementation is designed to alter how the body can adapt to physical stressors, all right? 
That's the point of it. Old school training had no recourse or a desire to hedge the training. What you see is what you get. What you do is what you rot. The work is, is it. That's all there is to it. Now, many of us are pursuing training templates that were created in the shadow of pharmaceutical help, whether you use them or not. I mean, so in other words, for hamster wheeling training schemas that allow the helped athlete, i.e. the one who has some supplementation to respond, not the pure OD natural warrior. If you've been in your entire life messing around with some stuff, and you're going to, God, it's not quite what it looks like in the magazines or not even close to the magazines. They're close, but not quite there. And I'm doing on the Obviously, many of these things were, there's a shadow going on there. And uh, you, you come out of that shade, get, get in the bright sunlight of the old school wisdom and go to work with that. So if one digs pharmaceuticals, well, you can skip this lesson. All right. I'm speaking only to the old school warrior. Now, much current supplement shadow advice is akin to saying, hey, here's some financial advice. First, get a rich dad to bankroll you, bankrupt several times, but then have high-powered attorneys on hand to allow you to default on recompense to these poor folks, putting others at jeopardy while you reap the rewards. All right? Now, one can get rich that way, but most of us do not have the option or desire or for the ethical trade-off to enjoy the option. All right, I'm talking to true old schoolers, true bootstrappers, those who want to do it the old way, and to my way of thinking, the right way. Again, that's my bias. Now, let's move on to those three principles I talked about. Principle number one, low volume. Many of us, natural ones, many of us are working too much at cross purposes to the goal in mind. I mean, the thing about these statements, well, I do, I do 250 push-ups per day. I'm working towards 300. Cool. Or I did three, uh, I did 50 thrusters at 95 pounds and I'm shooting for 50 at 115. All right. I mean, or I run three miles uh, five days per week. I'm looking to be at five miles, five days per week by January. All right. Now this high volume mindset describes many of us. As a matter of fact, that was my former self included for decades. And thinking you more is better, right? Yet often what this high discipline delivers is modest strength gains, some stamina building at the expense of... What's that? Lost time. Yeah, back to economics, right? Opportunity cost. You could have been training the sport or art or simply paddling the kayak with a loved one instead, doing what you enjoy to do. Is it golf is your thing? It's not mine, but it was yours. You could have been doing that instead. Old school is get in, get out, and get done. Now, often, whenever you do these, these high, uh, this high amount of work that's going on here, you might have noticed there's really no commensurate loss in body fat or increase in muscle tone, despite the increased effort expenditure. Oftentimes, there is a bit of a soft bloating due to pervasive, pervasive cell damage uh, dealing with the volume all the time, right? So you're thinking, yeah, I'm putting all this work, you know, why, why might not Jason Stratham right now? Okay, or Jason Statham. Increased exposure to the dings. This is, this is a big one right here, particularly as we get aged because we have to keep them, we're accumulating damage here. Increased exposure to dings, all right, from this high volume approach. I mean, we're, I'm talking the eggs, the pains, the ibuprofen fed feeling that the state of so-called good health reportedly requires. Now, if uh, you're training and you're in your uh, 20s or, or 30s and things hurt a little bit while you're doing it, uh, allow me and other, other athletes further. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm going to be 57 in two weeks. Uh, my, in my range and people above will definitely tell you, hey, there's small things, pay attention to them. We, I know you hear it all the time. That's the old men, yap, 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 yap. There's, these are signals, people. These are signals. Allow me to offer if what we do to ensure good health requires painkillers or support, that is ice, naprax, and support wraps, shoe inserts, uh, more ibuprofen, then maybe, just maybe, well, that ain't such a good health practice after all. Think of it this way. If a doctor said, here, take this medication for your health, but every time you took it, your elbow throbbed or your plantar fasciitis acted up, you'd think, hmm, maybe this doc is full of shit, all right? 
well, maybe some of the uh, health practices, the exercise practices we pursue, if they're causing health problems, um, maybe that practice is full of shit. So what is the old school definition of low volume? Well, one, just one exercise per body part. I mean, that means none of this noise. Well, on chest day, I do a superset of flies and bench press, then some wide grips, right? And do one set of Romans to burn it up. And then I finish off with some inclined dumbbells to top off the pecs. All right. Now, such routines are common and were spurred by the pharmaceutical influenced era. If you are not on pharmaceuticals, such a routine is not only not for you, it can eat up the true gains that you desire in the first place. Low volume means one exercise per body part per session. It does not mean that you cannot have variety. It simply means that you allow variety to revolve through each training day or session and that you do not stack more than one on a single session. Now, unleaded conditioning uses just such an ever-revolving rotation protocol. I mean, these, uh, these protocols, the, each individual uh, body part battery slides over top of uh, one another. So seldom do you have the same training day twice within a 30-day period. So it's ever kind of kind of keep you popping. You don't get bored with it. No staleness sets in. Low volume also means no high reps. So there's none of this. I only do one set of pull-ups, but I do 100 of them. Or I do 300 squats per day. I used to be that guy. <laughs> and so on and so forth. I mean, get this. And back to, I used to be that guy. Really, it really was. I don't do a single pull-up. All right? I don't know anything you'd recognize as a pull-up. I mean, the Hindu squats, I mean, tons and tons and tons. I don't squat at all anymore. Anyway, get this. Old school thought. Low volume is centered around the idea of one exercise per body part. And if that exercise, how many sets? No more than three. That's it. Three, three, three. That's all. Three sets. That's it. And you might be thinking, well, at three sets, sure, those numbers are high, right, Mark? Nope. Three sets of six to eight repetitions. That's it. Okay. And there are no warm-up sets included or required. Matter of fact, they didn't want you to do that. All right. Much more on that later. Now, I wager many of you stop right there and think, ah, that can't be right. I mean, if it, it is, it's absolutely correct. And it leads us to principle <clears throat> number two. Excuse me. I'm still kind of clearing this COVID out of the system. Principle number two, high intensity. Old school thought is based on the truism of harder, not more, or harder, not longer. Now, let's think this through. If I offer you a training day of, uh, let's do 500, uh, no, let's do 50 push-ups to warm up, then 25 ring dips, and then we're going to end that up with five attempts at a one rep max on the bench press on a single training day. Many would agree that sounds similar to much high expenditure box programming, but we have to ask, what are we building with such a training day? Well, surely it's not strength. The push-ups and dips that preceded my one rep max attempts will reduce possible maximum expenditure in that bench capacity, Right. Is it stamina I'm looking for? The ability to go to the wheel again and again with pushing power? Well, if that's the case, would not jumping right to the heavy bench a maximum repeat do the job? I'm just, again, you know, hit that maximum uh, rest a little bit, hit it again, keep hitting again. Well, that's going to do that job far more effectively than doing the low-quality work. And keep in mind, we're not saying push-ups and dips are useless, but if we know we're moving to something far, far harder that we presumably are capable of doing, which is a heavy bench, well, then we would leave out the low-quality work, the push-ups and dips, which presumably we've mastered long ago, Right? We might be working, again, that's cross-purposes. Does Usain Bolt increase his maximum output in the sprint by proceeding it with a series of 440s? No, you don't do that. It would seem that I am proposing that the old school way of intensity is nothing more than a form of dedicated powerlifting. Well, no, 
Not at all. I mean, it can be. Some special, some old schoolers did specialize in that enterprise, but many of them thought of themselves as physical culturists. They're looking for something far deeper in meaning than that, more, far more encompassing, and you're building really from the molecular level out. What the old school way does strive for is intensity, no matter the tactic chosen. And that intensity is never chosen as high volume, never be that 100 kettlebell swings or 100 sit-ups. Both would be an anthem. And you go, no, that's too much, man. It means you could have done something better. The intensity is reached via scalable exercise that eats up the natural athlete's adaptive system in a mere three sets of six to eight repetitions. Now, hey, let's look at it this way. If you have built up to the ability to do, let's say, a dragon flag, that is full heels to floor, just past the support bench, and then back to a pike position. Well, a mere three sets of this exercise will stand you in better stead for strength, aesthetics, and core stamina than all the setups you can shake a stick at. Right? There's no point in going, well, I can do the dragon flag, and then I'm going to throw in the setups, and I'll do some hanging leg raises to get some crunch work. And, ah, you don't need all that noise. We're going to have the thing that does and stresses the system get in and get out. We want to reduce the amount of cortisol we're producing in the body because because we don't have drugs to clear that out. That cortisol is going to eat up our gains. We got nothing. We're presumably we're training. We would, we want strength. We want muscular stamina. And if uh, we get some aesthetics that have come along with a yippee yippee kaye, right? In a nutshell, it is a choose hard, work hard, get out mentality. Now here's an important point. Intensity does not necessarily mean heavy weight. Old school intensity, uh, more often than not, was a construct of peculiar attention to form, ranges of motion that peaked effort and challenged the nervous systems without necessarily going heavy. Uh, if you've seen some of our videos we've dropped out talking about adjusting what we call the Roman push-ups or just talking... Um, particular ways to hang and move where we're trying to turn a particular muscles uh, uh, muscles on and others off, you're going to get a little bit of a sneak peek into what some of that old school method was. It's really specific ideas. And again, why was uh, just merely chasing heavier not the way to go? Why? Injury. Back to what we alluded to before. If we require knee wraps or ibuprofen or any bolsters to perform, these are signals that something is a little off all right, in our overall strength template somewhere. Perhaps a tendon or ligament not quite up to snuff. A gluteus medius that lags behind, perhaps. I mean, the old schoolers were big on the gluteus medius. Gluteus maximum, yes, but gluteus medius more very much about this well-rounded, tiny little so-called hidden musculature that really uh, pops the, uh, the body onto the high-speed track. Now, one one can be the possessor of a big bench, but also the possessor of a weak peg minor that can manifest as recurrent shoulder pain for muscular imbalances in the shoulder girdle, right? The definition of intensity is not heavy. It is perfection of form of the given exercise scalable to the particular athlete. You, what your progress and growth within unleaded or old school is not so much how heavy it is, it's how perfect you are. And even if it looks at it as a so-called easy exercise, a low weight exercise, a body weight exercise, perfection of form. Now, this canny mix of somatotrophics, again, that's gradated body work, canny mix of somatotrophics and weights are the key. Now, the unleaded is definitely runs off the mix protocol. We do offer a, a pure somatotrophic version of it in, in the, the batteries we offer in case you don't want weights or don't have the access to that stuff around. But if you do want the, uh, the maximum bang for your buck, you're going to want to run this mix. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, sidebar for form. 
for a decade or so, I would bench 225 for reps. So never really sought to push higher. Just figured this was a good base rate for standard strength. And now currently using old school form, the really specific form of the bench, I have been at no more than three sets of six to eight, at a, uh, six to eight reps at a weight of 115 pounds for over six months of concentrated effort. Okay, so we're talking that's over 100 pounds down from what I normally went out there and did. So at first you're thinking, oh, you're getting weaker, right? So perceived effort on that 115 is, trust me, I'm pushing on that. Perceived effort of that 115 is far higher than I felt on that 225 for reps. And again, that's a full 110 pounds so-called weaker. Yet in a spot test, I can still jump back the 225 for reps easily. But I would be trapped under that bar if I switched to old school form in the midst of a rep. Now, why would I choose the lower way and the old school form? Perfection of forms allows me to build strength in what it seems to me a better strength or at the very least lose zero strength and stay out of the possible injury hole by pursuing higher numbers with lesser form. My subjective anecdote says my strength feels just fine, my stamina feels good to go, and there has been an improvement in aesthetics. So, let's get this right. Pain-free, less time expended, the missus digs the look. Well, that's a win-win-win. So far, we have in our side for the old school way, less time required, less sets, less exercise volume, less gym setups, less pain. Well, what's the trade-off? Well, that brings us to principle number three, frequency. These, uh, of, uh, those of us out there who are non-supplementation naturals, old schoolers, the, uh, we must take all that time we gain by reducing training time by working only one body part, one aspect of conditioning per session, and turn that into more frequent training sessions. That is, the drugged among us can see gains via three hard training sessions per week. They can run uh, split body programs. Uh, they can go, well, I'm doing cardio today and I'm doing this tomorrow. The drug can split the body parts and aspects of the body willy-nilly, allowing others to so-called rest. No pharmaceuticals searching through our veins? Well, that is not going to cut it. We will have shorter training sessions, yes, and they would be predicated on scalable intensity. But we got to hit them more often. It seems three days one-off fits the bill. Uh, you can do, you know, five, six days if you want, but if you're doing the intensity portion of it right, there's a little bit of hedging for that three on one off seems to do it. And I'm not as scrupulous on this because you know, some of the old timers are running five, uh, sixes, in some cases, uh, uh, sevens on there. But if you're doing the, uh, the intensity, you want to have a kind of a wave, uh, a protocol to what you're doing there to still allow and get some rest for that system in there. Don't allow cortisol to get, uh, too high in there and eat the system up. Um, three on one off. Now, in these sessions, though, they must include each aspect you wish to build or maintain. And unleaded, we hit the seven body parts per session. That's, that's a given, all right? Also include the, uh, the uh, shotgun, scattergun uh, body parts. Uh, that's a trinity there. One shock package per session, which is basically old school form of plyometrics. And one package devoted to cardiovascular intensity. You get to do whatever you want. Again, short and sweet. The principles never vary. We uh, provide two to three different ways to approach that, uh, where they're always bang on, where you're trying to get the maximum bang for your buck for that cardio, plus get that fat burning torch up high. Now I use the barbarian battery from the unleaded protocol because, uh, and I use what's called a three, five protocol. Again, yeah, that's in the unleaded program more on that later, but that's not what we're talking about here, but intensity back to that idea. Yes. Perhaps you may have more training sessions or perhaps not. I mean, some of us for some time have been training at high volume. I'm talking five to six, six days per week already. 
the difference is our training sessions will be shorter because of the intensity trade-off. And that being the case, this will feel like a walk back. Uh, it ain't. Lucky us. So it's kind of a win-win there. If you're not training, you might be thinking, I may be tra- three on, one off, and uh, that, right, I'll always stay on this. And go, oh, man, that's a grind. Not really. If you, A lot of us have already been doing way more than that. And the other key on this is three on, one off. Is You, you can't really miss on this. You're going to have to be disciplined. You have to stick. There's no really sliding by on anything. You're going to go, well, it's three on, one off. What about today? Even today's my birthday. Well, sure. You know, give yourself slack on that. Enjoy your life. But sometimes you're just saying, ah, lazy day, not today. You go, no, Mel, maybe you should be the person who's shoveling down the creatine or looking for some of the pharmaceuticals to preserve the gains that we're talking about. Again, we will not be working long. We won't be having these long uh, uh, hero wads workouts going on because it's just not necessary and heats us up. I mean, if it were all as easy as popping a pill, we'd all do it, right? But uh, it's not that bad. I mean, you really, it's quite enjoyable. So you might be thinking, let's get this straight. I'm offering you less time, less volume, high intensity, three sets, go home. That's it. That's it. And it can work with any protocol. It doesn't have to be my unleaded thingy. Okay. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Well, I mentioned there's only three sets per exercise where there are three factors that apply to each third set of every exercise you do. Again, these were applied on a revolving basis. I mentioned unleaded old school stuff is conducted, uh, comprised of trinities. Well, these three factors used in a revolving basis on the third set, well, these are the cherry on top. These can take an exercise even with a mere 10-pound dumbbell. Yeah, that's embarrassing, but you do some of these, you see what I'm talking about. An exercise even with a mere 10-pound dumbbell and sets you on fire and still allow you to make gains in the three realms of strength, stamina, and aesthetics. Well, what are these three? Well, I think I've given away enough milk here for free. That cow belongs to the Black Box Brotherhood. Before I close out here, uh, today as I'm recording this is September 1st. I'm still on uh, kind of a staycation and COVID recovery, uh, but we have released uh, uh, unleaded volume called the chest battery, which includes every single old school exercise we use in the unleaded uh, program. Gives you specific form on how to do this, both in the uh, somatotrophics, the body weight versions, and we also also provide the uh, the weighted versions, dumbbells, a couple of barbell exercises in there, but you don't have to have them. I mean, you can go straight, pure unleaded with nothing in there at all, but we give the specific form there, even some walk-ups to the exercise. You're not quite in a particular area, so it's all scalable, and it's, again, it's not heavyweight. Don't sweat it. You probably do something in just a little garage drum. Jim, you're good to go. If you do the unleaded uh, version, the, the body weight only, don't even need that noise right there. We discuss the wins, the hows, uh, the mixes of what you need to do, the sequencing, uh, the method, the schedule. And we definitely go into what those three factors uh, are that we do on the three sets. And again, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes if you'd like to go over there and see a little bit more about uh, the chest battery or uh, ponder picking up in your own and getting to work with it. And uh, if you remember the Black Box Brotherhood, no sweat crew, this is coming to you as your uh, September offering. You guys are good to go. Well, that's it, crew. A little bit long-winded today, and I'm out of here. Back to staycation. Take care of yourselves. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. <laughs>